0: This is News Talk. Well, as you would imagine, lots of the papers have photographs and tributes of David. uh, David Trimble on the front pages, a photograph on the front of the Irish Times shows David Trimble arriving at government buildings some years ago. The headline Taoiseach praises former First Minister's contribution to historic peace agreement, former First Minister of Northern Ireland and, of course, Nobel Peace Prize winner David Trimble has been remembered as a political giant following his death, aged 77. The paper goes through uh, some of his achievements and uh, his leadership of the UUP which he led between 1995 and 2005. Of course David Trimble playing a central role in the Belfast Agreement negotiations jointly awarded the Nobel Peace Prize with John Hume for their achievements in brokering the the historic peace deal and another bit of history of course David Trimble the first person to serve in the role of First Minister he was in the post from 1998 to 2002. Lots of coverage of David Trimble's legacy uh, in the papers today and uh, I'm sure questions now of can we compare today's crop of politicians with the likes of David Trimble and John Hume and what everybody is doing for peace. There'll be more on News Talk Breakfast about the passing of David Trimble later this morning from 7. Other big story in the front of the Irish Times, you heard about it there in the news bad news if you're a first time buyer the Irish Times tells us uh, you're going to be forced to borrow more because savings are falling. First time buyers have less spending power than a year ago they're having to borrow more money to secure a home according to figures from two new reports. First report is from daftmortgages.ie which suggests that a typical mortgage seeker has €11,000 less in savings to put towards their deposit than a year ago, than people a year ago. Whatever deposit they had a year ago, they've eleven grand less now. And DAF said the findings were based on an analysis of more than 170,000 people who had submitted their buying plans on the website. And then we have the separate figures from the Banking and Payment Federation showing the average mortgage drawdown by first time buyers in the second quarter was €263,000. Up thirteen percent from a year ago. There, other big story today uh, is uh, well, that's sorry, that's covered on the front of the Irish Independent. First-time buyers forced thirty grand more into debt in just twelve months. Um, but this is compared to purchasing a home twelve months ago. That's the main story on the front of the Irish Independent. But the other big story in the papers today is on the front of the Examiner, and it's just as simple as parents struggling to meet back-to-school costs. And many parents say they'll be forced to go without or cut back on essentials this year to pay for their child's back-to-school costs. Uh, as the cost-of-living crisis deepens, over two-thirds, that's 69% of primary and three-quarters, 74% of secondary school parents, say they're worried about meeting school costs this year and you do sort of think to yourself who isn't worried about back to school costs because it's just so expensive when you add everything else in this is the annual back to school survey by Bernardos which puts the basic cost of sending a child to secondary school for the first time this September at 814 euro uh, and there'll be more on Talk Breakfast about this as well and particularly about the call to end the quote unquote voluntary contributions which a lot of parents say definitely don't feel like they voluntary when you're getting letters from the school looking for help and the school is sort of saying we need money to pay for all the services we provide and to turn on the lights and turn on the heating and all that other stuff so there'll be more on news talk breakfast about that and also the cost of school books and you all know this thing where they change a couple of paragraphs in a book and suddenly uh, you need a whole set of new school books which can be very very expensive The Irish sun this morning, Hannah Too, dies in pool tragedy. It's also the front of the Irish Daily Mirror. Tosh dies in paddle pool horror. Such an horrific story that a girl of two has lost her fight for life After a tragic paddling pool accident, Hannah Keeley from Timahoe in Leash, critically injured uh, last Wednesday. She was brought to Temple Street Hospital in Dublin, but died on Sunday with her parents and her sister by her side. And we're told everyone is heartbroken for the family. A shocking tragedy. Really, really is. Another tragedy uh, is on the front of the Irish Daily Star. And the headline is GAA Star's Brother Killed. And this is a brother of Mayo GAA star Usheen Mullen and a pal were killed in a horror smash with a van in Limerick. Brian Mullen and Jim Boss Sharon Ryan died in the Patrickswell area on Sunday night. And we're hearing so many reports now. Over the weekend, on the roads, uh, right around the country, people losing their lives and very, very serious incidents there. Inside the papers this morning, interesting one on the front of the Irish Times, that the Dáil could be getting a second chamber. And the whole idea is to make politics more family friendly, both for the politicians and also the staff at Leinster House. So the idea of having a second Dáil chamber would be that Dáil business could be conducted in both chambers simultaneously so that proceedings could finish earlier uh, in the evening. So the Count Corleish, Sean has given an interview to the Irish Times and he says the idea of a second doll chamber is under active, ongoing investigation and the, the hope would be that Leinster House staff could be sent at home at 7 or 8 o'clock in the evening as opposed to midnight or the early hours of the morning as frequently happens on sitting days. So we'll see what happens with that proposal. Actually staying with Leinster House staff, uh, if you look at the examiner this morning, some staff in Leinster Leinster House worked so much overtime that they almost doubled their salaries according to an audit which found the two employees in the superintendent's office received overtime payments worth 81% and 86% of their salaries. I assume that's because you're having to stay in work until one, two in the morning whenever Leinster House closes up. So that's a big report in the examiner this morning. Met Aaron is defending its Record. You may remember when we had the heat wave there uh, last week, uh, or mini heat wave. It wasn't a full heat wave, but a mini heat wave. And people were saying, you know, Phoenix Park, thirty three degrees. There is that the hottest day on record. And then others are saying, well, no, because we've thirty three point three degrees on record from eighteen eighty seven in the Examiner this morning. Met Aaron is insisting that that record from eighteen eighty seven stands and they're defending it because one of Ireland's leading climate change authorities, Peter Thorne from Maynooth University, he says that the 33 degrees at the Phoenix Park last week is actually the true hottest day on record. He says it's physically implausible that Kilkenny could have been so different to other weather stations back in 1887, but Met Aaron is standing by that record. So... The, uh, the meteorologists and the climate change experts are at odds over how hot it got back in 1887 and none of us were around to know what it was like. Final story comes from The Telegraph. It's a quirky story but actually kind of a depressing story as well. It's in Hong Kong where authorities there are projecting pools of red light onto the street to stop pedestrians <coughs> From walking into the road. And the reason why they're walking onto the road is because their eyes are glued to their phones. So these patches of red light have been designed for locals who do not look up from their devices when they approach busy intersections and don't see traffic lights. They've been installed at four crossings as part of a six month pilot programme and will act as a backup to the usual red man that we all look for and know when you can cross the road or not. But there we go, people so busy looking at the phones, just walking out onto the the road that now we have to go down to their level, go to where their eyes are when they're looking down at the phone hopefully they'll see the red lights on the ground and not walk out in front of traffic On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com This, this is Newstalk.